Joining us on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline, former North Carolina wide receiver, for, former Virginia wide receiver, uh, Jordan High School legend, TJ Thorpe, joining us now here on the OG alongside Joe Giglio. I'm Joe Ovius. TJ, what's going on, man? Not much, not much. Trying to catch up on sleep. That's what we were talking about before with the newborn. Bro. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say the the newborn uh, will 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 put you through some yep. through some work on that sleep cycle. But I guess that means you've been up watching football late at night on the weekends, right? That's, that's what you can do now. That's all I could do. And and now my three year old, he likes watching football with me. So it, it's it's working out. It's working. Out. Very, very cool. So for context purposes here, you were at Carolina until 2014 um, and you transferred to Virginia, but you were tight. You're tight with that group uh, oh, yeah. that went to the ACC championship game in 2015. So for people who might not realize that, like, it's funny, you're like, I'm going off to another team. I'm playing for you know, a team that uh, you want to beat all the time. But when you leave a group like that, you're still tight with them. So how was that? How was that year for you? You know, kind of keeping up with them as they were they lose to South Carolina and then just run the table on their way to the Coastal Division. Yeah. Um, well, Marquise to tell you first and foremost, after I watched that South Carolina game, he got a phone call from me, and I was like, <laughs> "If you're ever in the red zone again, like that close, and you decide you want to throw it, no, 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 take off. <laughs> like, go finish it. Be six three two whatever and finish it." And he took that that game to heart for sure. So as you could see throughout the season, um, and it's funny, Mac Hollins actually texted me or FaceTimed me two nights ago on the uh, Raiders team bus. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, just to congratulate me on my new on my new son. Uh, I talk to Switz all the time. I talk to Bug all the time. I talk to Austin as well. So the whole group. I was the oldest one in the room, right? So I was everybody's <laughs> big brother. Quinshad as well. God, I'm, I could forget Quinshad. Um, and we, you know, we just always have been brothers through it all. They've always wanted to see me succeed. Um, and I wanted to see them succeed because I knew what they put into it. You know, mm -hmm. I knew, you know, since Switz was out there on the field asking me what the play was and he's getting the ball, you know, we, we, we've, we've been through the highs, the lows the same way. So to see them at the very end, you know, do exactly what we all knew was capable, um, was, was, was really exciting. T.J. Thorpe, former Carolina receiver, joining us here on the Heaster Automotive Group hotline. Don't shortchange his time at Virginia or his work with Nick Stevens at high school OT. Mm -hmm. You can catch him there at the T.J. Thorpe Show. I'm curious, um, T.J., the end of divisions, we had each coach from the coastal side pour a 40 out at the ACC kickoff this summer. Are you sad to see the divisions go, or, or are you okay with uh, how the scheduling is going to turn out and how teams will – see each other more frequently now um you know yeah i'm sad to see it go a little bit i mean honestly as a as an athlete and you know i always kind of wanted to play everybody else anyway like I, <laughs> one of those things like you get to see all the stadiums you get to you know uh play everybody you have other friends and teammates who play elsewhere um but the biggest thing and, and me and nick were having this little argument the other day uh because, you know, NC State and the whole deal. And, Nick <laughs> and this is Nick Brad. And he was, oh, TJ, we beat you guys. You guys lost to Georgia Tech. And I was like, yeah, but they gave us the trophy prior to that game. <laughs> so we were just playing for fun at that point. And, uh, you know, he, his comeback was always, well, we would be there too if we didn't have to play Clemson and Florida State every year. And I was like, yeah, sounds like a cop-out. But now that that's off the table, it's like, yeah, okay, we'll see. We'll let the chips fall where they may. TJ Thorpe, former Carolina receiver, joining us here on the OG on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline. 
It's Carolina. It's Clemson in the ACC title game. All right, Carolina's mm-hmm. lost their previous two games. There's a little bit of a copycat, you know, league. Every, everywhere you go, no matter what league you're in, people are going to look at the previous tape. I think State looked at the Georgia Tech tape, and you could be sure right. Clemson will look at the tape from the previous two games. What do you think Carolina could learn from looking at the tape, TJ, and maybe some things that they could shore up to give themselves the best chance to win their first conference title since 1980? Yeah, I think the the biggest thing, one, is we haven't, regardless of whatever game you want to look at this season, we haven't put together a complete game top to bottom, all phases of the uh, all phases of the game. And I think this is the big moment for this team, you know, that they can go out and showcase that we are a complete ball club. I know at one point we had – and we still at times want to, you know, strangle our defense from time to time. But <laughs> they've played bottom line. They've played even in these two losses well enough for us to have won those games. Um, they made stops when they needed to. They gave us chances when they needed to. Um, and we had some uncharacteristic things, you know, happen with, you know, Josh Downs dropping a touchdown. Like I knew I turned around and started walking away to, to grab another drink out the fridge when I saw that. And, and then it's like <laughs> – you know, little things that are just completely uncharacteristic for us as a ball club. I think there was a lot of, you know, hype around the team starting to form with college, you know, football playoffs and all these different things, right? Um, and these are still young men, you know, they're not NFL players. So they they hear the noise, they have the social media, all these things. So I think the biggest thing is, is we've been running the ball pretty well. Start there, right? Mm-hmm. Establish a ground game, establish you know, the running game because of, we know we can throw the ball. We know we have the receivers on the outside. We have one of the best, if not the best receiver in college football and Josh Downs, you know, uh, Anton Green, he, he does his thing. And then a lot of people, Nesbitt, Peso, everybody who compliments that. Um, I think that once we get the, the ground game going, it opens up the pass easily. Um, it allows things Drake to open up as well downfield. And then defensively, Keep playing how we've been playing. Stop the run. You know Clemson's going to run the ball. We mm-hmm. know that. And then from there, rally to the ball, tackle as a unit. And then when it's time to make plays in the secondary, we need to continue to you know force turnovers. TJ Thor joining us here on the OG alongside Joe Giglio. I'm Joe Ovius, former North Carolina wide receiver, uh, part of high school OT. Check out the TJ Thorpe show, which will be back for another season, right? You come back next year? Of course. All right. Course. Love to hear that. Championships and, and and then we have you know record setting kickers and all types. Of- <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. So you you mentioned Josh Downs and and North Carolina's had the pleasant surprise of other guys stepping up. You mentioned Green, right? But Downs really is the difference maker. And in the Georgia Tech game, he wasn't at a hundred percent, and that's probably a carryover effect uh, in the NC State game as well, where he was not as effective. When he is at a hundred percent, though. You know, wide receiver to wide receiver. What what makes him so unique? Because he was doing this last year oh, yeah. as one guy. Okay. Yeah. So now he's got supporting staff. But one guy, he was still making these plays. So w- what do you see in him, wide receiver, wide receiver? Um, Josh is a talent to watch because his IQ and knowledge of the game is is so high. You know, he can tell he comes from a, a uh, football background, football family. You know, he has a different – outlook on the way the game's supposed to be played and what you see out of josh a lot of times is he knows obviously he's going to get a lot of attention he knows he's going to get safety help he knows he's going to get double teamed at times but his feel for understanding leverage and how to 
make himself open and keep himself open is 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 mind blowing. You know, a guy who has that much attention, why is he catching the ball at five and six yards of 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 separation? The reason why is he understands where the help's coming from. He understands, you know what his read is or where he is in the read. He understands patience. He understands how to get up on people's toes and all the little small technical things that you're supposed to learn at the next level mm-hmm. as that now. Um, and then again, it just comes time and time again when you work as much. When I went to practice, I see him catching balls after practice. I see him working on coming out of breaks. People are walking off and he's still the guy with all the catches and he's still there. Um, when you when you put that much time into it and you build that confidence with the quarterback, especially a new quarterback, he's gonna want to go to the guy who's been there before, right? Um, and if he was, if Drake was watching anything that Sam did last year, <laughs> throwing to eleven is not a bad idea. So um, I think the the those are all the few things. And then obviously we see all the posts, but he's he's a different type of dog to be that small. Um, and he's not even a small guy, but to be undersized compared to the rest of the receivers in the room, uh, he—I mean—he's a man amongst boys. He—he—he—he he, he, he attacks the ball with his hands. He—he he goes up and makes plays in the air, um, and then it's hard to bring him down. You know, it's fun to watch him. So I think those are all the, the things that makes Josh as special as he is. I always laugh, TJ, because Josh's dad, Gary, was a running back at NC State my freshman year, <laughs> back in the early '90s, and then. In this game, Clemson, Will Shipley has had 26 family members graduate from NC State. Imagine if Will Shipley and, and Josh Downs were on the same NC State team together. <laughs> if the Wolf blood was true. Uh, but I do wonder, what, what do you think of Shipley? I, I, he does seem to be the, the, the big key. What, what kind of fan fiction did you just derive? I, I didn't. You can talk about two guys I, who no, have just Wolf said, blood. I'm just, I'm just telling I just you. Think it's funny. It's like, imagine. It was imagine. Old- Kind of like a like you were painting a nightmare for us. Like, it is. It's true, but <laughs> uh, it'd, be, it'd be like watching Drake May and Josh Downs play for for Alabama next year with uh, Downs's brother, right? Like it's like, huh? What the yeah, hell just happened? Yeah, yeah, no, that and that would be mind blowing. Don't yeah. give any ideas. You know, nios. No, I, no, 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 no. Drake's Drake's got plenty of money coming to him. He's fine, and I think Josh is going to make money in the NFL. So he's also good. Um, but no, Will Shipley, he's ah, – oh, man. I hate to give people their flowers prior to playing them, right? Okay. He's one of those guys that – I mean, the tape speaks for itself. Yeah. I, biggest play that spoke to me – I don't know if – I don't remember who they played. I want to say it may have been Boston College. I'm not sure. But he hurdled a guy, uh, broke loose, went through middle field, hurdled a guy, came down, ran over two more people, and walked in the end zone. I was like, oh, that's odd. <laughs> like you should be able to take people down a little easier when they're in the air, right? Um, and and just to see the passion he plays with, it's one of those things. Like ah, that could be very contagious. That could be one of those things that becomes problematic. You know, if you have a stint like what uh, I can't pronounce the quarterback's name. Uwe Ungalale. DJU. There you go. There you go. <laughs> um, <laughs> when he has a showing like he did um, against South Carolina, you know, which is not great, but. The thing that allows him to, you know, get back in the rhythm, as we talked about for UNC, is the same thing, having a back like Will Shipley. Um, and, and, and again, he's, he's one of those people. Thank goodness he went to Clemson because I would have hated to see him every single year for four years, whatever. But, I mean, at some point, I mean, who knows? Maybe he could have talked to Josh and they could have just been. I know. 
UNC guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wishful thinking, right? Um, but but to your to the point, uh, Will Shipley, he, him, and there's a lot of other pieces on that Clemson team make them really, really, really well. Uh, a really tough team to beat. But he, as you said, emotional leader, strong runner, finishes runs. He's going to be tough to bring down. T.J. Thorpe, former Carolina wide receiver, high school OT. All right, man, we'll close on this. Is this coming down to another onside kick between Clemson and uh, Carolina? No, sir. No, sir. This is the game I believe that UNC puts it all together. I all right. That the stage is set. I think we, we we have a lot to prove, and I think that this team is, is has we've gotten the losses out. I think this is that time just to show up, put everything together, and, and show why you know, the Coastal, once we get rid of these teams, the other Atlantic side has a lot to look forward to. TJ, appreciate it, man. Talk to you later. It's TJ Thorpe here on the OG. If you missed any of that conversation, fun conversation with TJ Thorpe, high school OT, former North Carolina wide receiver, you can check it out on the Best of the OG podcast. You can also watch us on YouTube. Just look us up, 99.9 The Fan. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. Mac Brown, Dabo Swinney addressing the media this week ahead of the ACC championship game tomorrow. Where are these, where are these two teams coming from? What's the mindset going into this game? Clearly, Carolina is easy to understand. They're trying to win an ACC championship for the first time since 1980. Clemson's a little bit more curious. We'll get into that next. All right, so both teams are coming into this thing from completely different perspectives. Obviously, Carolina's obvious, Julio. You could do something that hasn't happened in 42 years to win the ACC championship. You've won the Coastal a couple times, but not the championship. Clemson's the tricky one for me to figure out, man. I mean, coming off South Carolina's loss, that's an easy motivator, but I don't know what's motivating Clemson beyond this weekend. There's no college football playoff game that you're looking forward to. So that, that to me is where Carolina has an opportunity to get Clemson in a situation where they might not be the most motivated squad. I would say to you, sure, that's the case. But this is the actual ACC championship. Yeah. So it's not like there's no stakes at all for Clemson. Remember, they didn't win last year. They didn't win last year. And I guess that has been kind of a motif for the season for the Tigers about reminding the ACC that we're, we're back. Yeah. That you had your chance. Hope you had fun yeah, with we that. We saw it with the overtime game with Wake Forest. Yep. We saw it when they poured it out at home to beat State down in, down in Death Valley. And, you know, the, the Florida State game, too, turns out to be one of those important ones as well. So they, they brought it when they needed to this year. But they've stumbled here, and they've stumbled out of the league, the Notre Dame game where they were embarrassed, and now the South Carolina game where they they fooled around and found out. They, they let South Carolina stay in that yeah, game, yeah. and Spencer Rattler, who's kind of been all over the place for South Carolina, put it together and, and put it on. Dabo Sweeney had his media availability, and he has his thoughts on what it is to be playing for the ACC championship game. The last ever uh, Atlantic division, um, and uh, at least, who knows, maybe it'll change again 20 years from now, but at least uh, where we are today. And uh, getting back to Charlotte, you know, something that, uh, you know, to, to be able to get back there for the seventh time in the past eight years is it's special, you know. Uh, it's really special, you know, to have that type of cons consistency, especially, you know, um, you know, the fact that we hadn't done it in 20 years, 
you know, prior to 2011. So uh, proud of these guys. It's not easy to do. They've earned it. And, uh, you know, also congratulations to North Carolina and, and, and Coach Brown. I mean, they've earned it as well. You know, both teams have earned the opportunity uh, to go compete for the overall ACC title, and that's something that, that we all strive for. And, and for us, we've got two goals left. And, uh, you know, uh, we, we're not going to hit all five of our goals this year, but if we hit, if we hit four out of five, we're going to have a great year. That's Dabo Sweeney, head coach Clemson. And he mentioned it, that Carolina earned the opportunity to be here for it, something that Mac Brown addressed, North Carolina head coach, on earning the opportunity this season to win the Coastal and have a chance at winning the ACC title tomorrow. The guys have earned their way into this game. Uh, very proud of them. Uh, the, the fact that they have won nine games, and, and it's only the second time since I was here before, that Carolina's won nine games is, is really cool. Proud of those kids. Uh, they had to go through uh, six road games to get there after losing six road games last year, so they've overcome a lot. Um, and it's a, it's a huge game um, with a chance to go to the Orange Bowl. And we'd never been to the Orange Bowl before, and we were in the Orange Bowl two years ago and obviously have a huge task this weekend uh, with Clemson, uh, but at least have a chance um, to, to go back to the Orange Bowl for two times in four years. That's, that's Mac Brown, head coach, North Carolina. Uh, <laughs> What's cracking you up? Uh, why did they go to the Orange Bowl again? Oh, because it was the year where not one, but two ACC teams end up in the playoff. So an eight and four Carolina. The stars align for Carolina? What? <laughs> that never happens, ever. He's talking as if they earned the spot in that Orange Bowl that right. year. Right. I'm sorry. They did not. They put themselves in position. Not that year. No, sir. <laughs> mm -mm. Just in case. Nah -uh. Does that it... was also the one year Notre Dame decided to be like, you know, on second. The thought. thing is, we can't play football this year if we don't join the ACC. So, for this year, we want to be in. Yeah, somebody's got to be the designated survivor, right? I know. And two teams I went to the college know. football playoff out of the ACC, so it's got to be somebody. Uh -huh. So you got to put yourself in position to do so. And then nobody Next played man the game. Up. Yeah, we'll <laughs> see that. That's the bigger problem. You earn that. You earn this opportunity, <laughs> and then people wouldn't want to play in the game. But that's another conversation for another day. Uh, Mac Brown was asked about the the pressure. You know, we we talked about where Clemson's coming at this from, coming where they're coming at this. And North Carolina's got some pressure to actually do something like we've been mentioning, something that hasn't happened since 1980. Is the team feeling that pressure? I don't feel pressure for Saturday. I feel uh, excitement. I feel a fun challenge ahead. I'm really, really proud that, that uh, you know, three, three and some years ago, we had two wins and hadn't been to a bowl game in a while and have had five wins in two years. And now here we are sitting, play for a conference championship that, that's a, a lot of progress in four years. Uh, and I'm really, really proud of that. So um, anybody that's not, I'm, I'm not going to talk to. So that's what I told the players. I said, you, if you were good enough to be a playoff team, um, then maybe you'd beat Notre Dame. But you sure would have beaten the last two teams, and you didn't. So you're not good enough. So that, that's it. You're good enough to play for a conference championship. And that's one of two teams in this league, and that's really cool. <laughs> Mac, Mac cracks me up sometimes uh, in how he kind of uh, comes to a conclusion on his, uh, on his thoughts. 
He's right. They're not going to be a, a college football playoff team. They might not have been good enough to be a college football playoff team, even if they had beaten Georgia Tech and NC State to close out the regular season. But they didn't, and now they're here. And they, I, I, I do love coaches who basically – anybody who isn't excited about this, who really isn't excited about this? Well, I think he's kind of talking sub, – subtweeting in real life there. Maybe. Some of their fans who Maybe. are frustrated with the loss, not only to Georgia Tech, but of course – It's the state game. Of course – the game at home it's it's clearly that's the big frustration point but yeah i think what mac might be getting at is hey fans you might be upset about that but is nc state playing today no there's only two teams there's not so i guess you can't say state straight up otherwise you'll get because remember carolina apologizes anytime they mention nc state maybe that's worked against them maybe they should stop doing that so we know who's going to be starting quarterback for north carolina on saturday it's going to be drake may drake may is not going to be entering the transfer portal best to our knowledge why would he he'll be taking he's a legacy guy i'm sure he'll be taken care of as well at north carolina clemson on the other hand is a bit of a mystery especially with speculation swirling around the tigers that dj uyunga is going to transfer to a pac-12 school when the season is done so are you going to start Cade klupnik because you know he's your guy is he not going to be your guy because you're finally going to enter the transfer portal because like every quarterback has entered the transfer portal transfer portal or do you still feel that dj is the guy who's best positioned to win the game for you so you're going to start him Dabo was asked about the possibility of playing different quarterbacks against North Carolina's defense. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, you never know. Anything's possible. Uh, yeah, they played uh, – Georgia Tech, I think, played three quarterbacks in that game. I mean, they just kept rolling. You know, they just kept – you know, and they and they got down early. Uh, but they battled back and, and, and just, you know, made a few plays. And, again, you know, they just – North Carolina just was a little off. They just missed a few plays that were there, but just a little off in that game. And, uh, and then that's – you know, all of a sudden guys get a little momentum at – they found the run game. They really leaned on the run game, kind of took the air out of the the, the ball and, and and shortened the game a little bit. And, you know, just a bunch of, uh, again, player-specific type plays that they had in, you know, especially with the quarterbacks in the game. But uh, it was a that was a crazy game for sure. That's Dabo, head coach, Clemson. The thing is, Jillio, I don't know if it's about – I don't know why people are I, – I, actually, I do know why people are fixated on the quarterback because they've been fixated on the quarterback going all the way to ACC kickoff in July. Right. To me, this, this game plan for Clemson, what North Carolina truly has to worry about, is another Notre Dame game where Will Shipley is going to put it on them that they're going to beat Carolina up front, which has been a consistent issue for the Tar Heels this season. DJ doesn't need to throw the ball. Yeah. DJ, I, I just don't see that. I don't think Will Shipley is like a game breaker. I think he's a, a hard runner. I think he's a tough runner. Yes. He can be effective. Um, but he's not exactly a home run hitter, though, mm-hmm. in my opinion. But it's Carolina's defense we're talking about. Well, and I think this is where DJ Uyunglele, the runner, and that was the real difference in the state Clemson game. Yeah. Was Uyunglele was able to run and create plays and pick up and extend drives with his runs against states over aggressive defense. So then you go back to the weight game for Clemson, and he was able to take some shots down the field. I haven't talked about Carolina's secondary, that they have injuries. Storm Duck got hurt in yep. the state game. I, I assume we'll see him this week. I don't know if we'll see Tony Grimes, who didn't play at all in the state game. Cameron Kelly, their safety, the state game. 
So, you know, their secondary is banged up, too. So that could be where you see a, a Brinning stool, a Davis Allen, uh, the, these big white tight ends that Clemson has that they like to kind of send down the seam and throw it up and, and see what happens. And, and they did against State. Yeah. So so we'll see how effective they can be there. It's the OG. Alongside Joe Giglio, I'm Joe Obias. We're at ACC Fan Fest in Charlotte. It's built by Mungo Homes. If you missed anything from today's show, check it out on the Best of the OG podcast. Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever you get podcast, we are there. Five stars only. Positive vibes only. 